Blog Talk Radio. on the Fighting Words News Network. Fighting Words is brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women police and fire services, the good doctors, nurses, and everyone at the hospital, especially those who clean up after them, and those who keep the <clears throat> doors open at the supermarkets um, to help us uh, through this pandemic. Um, tonight's show is, is uh, dedicated to each and every one of our listeners. We thank you very much for everything that you've done for us. Uh, it's been a fantastic uh, 15 years, and we appreciate your, all your listenership and your growth. Um, tonight we're, uh, we're joined by a new member of our cast. Um, he's the son of the uh, sole um, advertiser, uh, Dr. Kathleen Carroll, uh, and uh, he is uh, uh, coming, coming in very strong on the MMA uh, side of the family, and uh, so, Caden, um, welcome. We want to welcome you. Thank you. And uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, and thank you for coming on and, and uh, starting to join our, our program. Um, well, 
we were just talking offline. Um, who wants to start? Uh, Bob, you want to start about the, the Costa, or do you want to do it, Katie? Whatever you want. Let him start it off. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get to watch the fight yet, so I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have any words for it yet. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah. So, um, UFC Apex today, early early card. So main main event was uh, Paula Costa versus Marvin Vittori, both uh, phenomenal athletes. Um, before the fight started, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with uh, Marvin Vittori. Uh, only because of uh, Paula Costa's fast talk on, on the internet and stuff like that, and calling people out. And then um, moving forward to the fight, uh, light heavyweight main event, um, Vittori, you know, and, and Costa used to be, uh, 170 or whatever, 185. He came in at like 211 uh, for this event. He was super heavy. When you're going up weight, one is just that's the hardest sport to not make weight. Uh, two, uh, yeah, it's, that, that's a lot of weight to miss by. And and uh, anyway, they've been all five rounds um, with Victoria being victorious in the end. Uh, Costa is a strong individual and kept wanting to throw his big bomb and connect. Uh, Vittori was good, staying out of range and just docking up Costa and ended up getting the, the victory. So I couldn't have been happier with the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have some I'll have some words on what I thought um, what I thought before the fight. Me personally. I was thinking that um, Costa was going to take this one, um, but I was rooting for Vittori because of this whole shenanigans that uh, that Costa put on. He missed weight, knowing that that he was fighting a middleweight bout, knowing that he had all this time to prepare for it, and he came in at two at two eleven, and he, he wanted to do a catch weight, and they couldn't do that because he couldn't drop that much weight, and I lost a lot of respect for Costa, and um, and just because of Costa's yeah, yeah. dominant um, brute, like like stature oh, and his his fight style, he just overwhelms people. And um, I think that I thought that was what's going to happen to Vittori, and um, apparently I was I was wrong. And um, yeah, I've, other than that, I have, I have no other words on the fight. Yeah, one thing about Paulo, uh, he he's not a gas tank guy, and so for him to not even make weight, that doesn't help his cardio. Yeah, he's all yep. powerful, you know what I mean. He's coming in with all that kind of, you know. And again, when you say gas tank, uh, Z, it's just so nice to hear that because I use that reference a lot when I'm teaching because like. You you walk into the fight, you've got so much a gas tank. You get to decide how you're going to spend your gas. Are you going to, you know, punch it at every light, you know, and then stop, you know what I mean? Are you going to go in there with all that power and unload with everything you got? Um, so the, the I try to tell people, you know, you can throw 10 big bombs or 100 little, you know, little shots and let them run into one, you know, and, and Costa's the guy that's going to come in and throw those big shots run out of gas, and if he don't connect, he's not going to make the distance. So he's pushing way too much mass. Um, we were talking off air, right? You know, you come in that heavy. You you obviously did your steroid cycle wrong or something. I don't know. I never got into that stuff. But, <laughs> you know, so uh, I don't know. Something's wrong. You, you, don't, you don't miss weight by that much. I was, I was watching one of the preliminary uh, fights, and it was um... – it was Jones versus I I can't even pronounce the other dude's name, but it was a Ugand it was a Jones versus a Ugandan guy, and that was an ex- I thought that was an extremely good fight went the distance, and um, and Jones ended up winning the fight. But if you have time, if you've already watched the fight, or if you haven't watched the fight, and you have time, I would I would actually recommend going back and seeing those fights. Because the thing about those preliminary card fights is that those guys are scrappers. They're fighting for a main card, or they're fighting for an undercard, and they're fighting to get on a pay-per-view thing, you know? And 
you and like those they fight their hearts out and I I really thought that that's that's what was happening in that fight. It was it's a great fight if you go back to see it. Z, what do you think? Uh, absolutely right. I mean, especially when you're dealing with the UFC, the the, the your undercards are definitely fighting for uh, their, their food on the table. And mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, you know, that's that's the case in boxing too. But really, I mean, UFC is an umbrella organization. So I mean, it, it, I think that as an umbrella organization, their workers should be getting treated a little better. But it is what it is. These they know these these you know guys and and females are literally fighting you know check to check and that's a hard way to live. People don't understand that is a hard way to live, and they see the results on maybe on TV and they you know what I mean they hear about the results, but mm-hmm. the hard work's in training. The hard work is in training, and if you're not breaking yourself down and training to build yourself back up. Then for the fight, then you're not going to be successful, and that's a hard way to live, mm-hmm. especially for the meager earnings they're getting. So, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hey Bob, what do you think of the uh, the Dumont uh, Lad fight? So that was last week's UFC. That was a headliner. They, they were a headline. I I, I was kind of let down uh, by the performance of of Lad. Um, she didn't seem like she wanted to be there as much as Dumont. You know, uh, she did. She came out well. She was smiling. Everything was good, but uh, really didn't put on the show that I expected from her. Mhm. Well, did you see anything about that? Uh, no, I did not. I'm sorry. Okay. Katie. Um, I I ended up seeing the um the Andre Arvelowski fight, and I um I thought that was an amazing fight. Which one? The uh, the co-main the co-main event, Andre Arvelowski. Yeah. Or however you say his name, yeah. Arvelowski. Ar- I I thought yeah. that was an amazing fight. Andre Arvelowski. Yeah, I I did not catch the um the Aston Lad fight. I did not catch that fight, but I did catch the. Right. Cool, man. Right. What do you think? What do you think of the uh, Volkanovski fight? Um, that to me is the greatest UFC title fight of all time. I love Ooh. that fight, and for me, that proves of how much of a chin both of these guys have. And you looked at Ortega <laughs> taking bomb after bomb, and he still came back, managed to get two submissions in, but it still wasn't enough because. Because Volkanovski is is one of is is one of the greatest fighters in the UFC right now, one of the greatest pound pound fighters mm-hmm. in the UFC right now, and that just proves mm-hmm. his dominance mm-hmm. in the UFC and how good of a fighter mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I love that fight. That's one of my favorite fights. Yeah, I mean, awesome win. I mean, great fight. Ortega was coming out with, with high hopes. He just didn't look, you know, they, they kind of pumped him up to, to look better than he did. And, uh, you know, also, I mean, great fighter, though. I don't take anything from him. Uh, but mm-hmm. Volkanovski just, he took it to him and just, uh, again, showed a, a whole different class level. Um, and, uh, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal fight. Okay. I was also watching um, Nick Diaz came back that fight against Robbie Lawler, and um, you know I Nick Diaz back in the day um, when he was fighting when he was in his prime in the UFC when he just when he just defeated Robbie Lawler back in like whatever year that was it was like before I was born, um, <laughs> and, and, um, and that he was great I, the Diaz brothers especially Nick was an amazing fighter at the time, but he was not he was not ready for Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler has still been training, you know, every single day in the gym. I feel like you know, because because Nick Diaz hadn't fought in like six or seven years leading up to that fight, he just wasn't mm-hmm. ready. And I knew I knew that he wasn't gonna win. Whether it was gonna be knockout, TKO, 
Um, I knew it wasn't going to go to the. I knew it wasn't going to go to a decision, and I knew he wasn't going to win. So not a very surprise. Wasn't very surprised when I saw that he lost that fight. He was not conditioned. He was not ready to fight the beast that is Robbie Fowler. And um, two veterans that I really respect. I'm a big Nick and a big Nate Diaz fan. I I love them both. Um, but they he just needed a much better conditioning. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I wouldn't have picked Robbie Law. I mean, I wouldn't have picked Diaz in a boxing match with Robbie Lawler at this point. He's just too inactive. He's just been so many years inactive. I mean, I'm not saying Robbie Lawler has been highly. I mean, he's you know kind of been well, kind of retired to a certain extent, but he's more recently been active. Um, and I mean, just I mean, it has some. I mean, just the same thing when I was saying in boxing about Mikey Garcia. Yeah, I'm saying about Diaz. You can't be inactive and expect to go against somebody who's been at the top level and who's been more recently active. He's just not going to be sharp. He's just not going to be as sharp. And then, I mean, the conditioning, he just, I mean, that's that's another thing. So I just don't see, you know what I mean? I, I, I would have rather saw him maybe take a lesser fight before Robbie Lawler just to maybe test the waters just to see. Um, not to call a fight lesser, but I mean, you don't want to go against high level when you're not sharp. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if uh, you guys have seen um, the an upcoming UFC uh, card, UFC 269, on December 11th. It is, I think, the one of the most stacked uh, cards of the of the year. Main event: uh, Dustin Poirier versus Charles Oliveira. Tomain, Amanda Nunez versus Juliana Pena. And then Jorge Masvidal versus Leon Edwards. Cody Garbrandt is coming back after all those years. And then me, my personal favorite fighter in the UFC right now, is also fighting in that fight, uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley. I love him. I think he is. I think he's going to have an amazing career in the UFC. He is one of the most dominant um, stand-up fighters in the bantamweight right now. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have an amazing career. Mm-hmm. He's got good hair. Okay. Right. Hey Z, you uh, you called a a um, fight last week that uh, I don't think anybody felt uh, it was going to go that way, but uh, Mikey Garcia gets stumped. Yeah, um, and, and I I hesitantly I, I'm gonna say I hesitantly went with Mikey Garcia, but I called out some things that did that did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I say, inactivity, inactivity, you can't go. I mean, I don't care how high level you are. You can't go against a guy who's high level and also, and has been more active. Mikey Garcia, half of his career, I mean, you dealing with promotion with him is, is, it's really hurt his career. And what I also, what I see is I see some boxing limitations within Mikey that that's now beginning to kind of hamper him. Mikey's a one-two guy. Mikey is a straight one-two guy who rarely, rarely goes to the body, but always has his opponent's guard, you know, focused on their head. Um, he just misses so many opportunities going to the body. He just, you know, he's one-two guy, and that's the way he's coming at you. That, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, gets repetitive and basic against a fluid guy. Um, mm-hmm. And I always say this. I'm going to usually pick the fluid guy over the technical guy. Just because it's, it's, it's all about application. I mean, not saying that always, it always happens, but when somebody's fluid, they're more comfortable. It's as simple as that. They're, they're extremely comfortable in what they're doing. Um, you can be technical and fluid, but you have, you know, when you talk about technical, you want everything to be perfect. You, you know, you want to get the hands back. You want to have your elbows in. You know, you want to bend at the knees with your, you know, head up to see if anything's coming. Um, mm-hmm. But you don't have guys who, I mean, it's, uh, how am I going to say it? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. you can be technical. A lot of times that just doesn't match. It doesn't match. Mm-hmm. It, you know, some people get taken naturally. Some people don't. So. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's what and, I saw in the fight with Mikey. You, you talk about. Uh, fluent, and you see uh, dudes like uh, Canelo Alvarez. 
and you see how fluent he is in the ring. And you know, he's fighting Caleb Plant um like November ninth. And um that's that's gonna be a good fight. Um I I have Canelo. I, I, I think he's gonna win. Um and I mean you, you talk about fluent and Canelo Alvarez is the guy you think of. He's the most fluent and most um relaxed uh, man in the ring on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, Z. After he made that uh, that uh, announcement, a pronouncement, uh, do you want to uh, just go ahead and uh, type up the uh, the uh, recipe for a crow, just in case, and send it down to him? <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I I, I think Canelo's gonna. Uh, it, it, it's yeah. Styles make the fight, and one thing Caleb Plant. I mean, to win a fight, you're going to have to engage the opponent. It's as simple as that. Um, yeah, yeah. Willie Pep won a round without throwing a punch, but I mean, that's that's something different. You're not going to do that nowadays. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Caleb Plant is going to have to engage Canelo physically, and yeah. to do that, he's going to have to put himself at risk. I was watching um, the Triple G Canelo and Triple G the second fight. And oh, wow, yeah, one one thing, yeah, one thing is, it's hard to engage Canelo. I mean, he's a good setup guy too. He's good at setting you up offensively, but it's hard to engage him without receiving something. And in uh, in James Kirkland fight, as you saw, James Kirkland came, you know, had him balls to the wall, and Canelo knocked his head off. I mean, Canelo. I mean, and, and that's when you give it to him. I mean, he's good. I mean, even with Triple G, every, it seemed like when Triple G started engaging Canelo, Canelo would get two good body shots off on him. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, Triple G's breathing heavy. He doesn't want to engage Canelo anymore. Canelo stepped into Triple G. Triple G now, he has to use his jab and outside boxing, uh, which were pretty successful, to be honest. I mean, Canelo took some shots from Triple G, but Canelo mm-hmm. pushed the pace of the fight, and he was the more damaging fighter. Um, with that said, Caleb Plant is not the kind of guy who engages often. He, uh, what, uh, what is his nickname? Sweet something. But, but I mean, he, he, I mean, he fights like you know, he fights like in the mood of a fluid guy. Sometimes, sometimes. Um, I don't like I don't like what I saw from Caleb Plant in his last performance uh, when he was fighting Caleb Truax. Uh, he got hit too much. He got hit too much by a guy, and in all respect to Caleb Truax, but he's an older guy uh, who's who's sort of on the top level. But if you're on that level, then you should beat him pretty easily. That's that's the book out on him. But he's going to be a tough out. But you should clearly and and Plan had some trouble with uh, Truax. He got hit too much. He didn't seem to find his rhythm or be offensively or defensively. You can't be, you can't do that at all against Canelo. You cannot do that at all. The sharpest, the sharpest of Caleb Plant, I don't, I can't say, would beat Canelo. Uh, I could be eating crow, as you say, but I mean, I don't see the sharpest of Caleb Plant beating Canelo. Uh, he could try amateur style fighting, but this is the pros, and damage matters. Damage absolutely matters. Not saying he doesn't have a chance, but right now, just mentally, just mentally, uh, from what I've been saying from Canelo, he, he, he's real comfortable fighting bigger guys who like to pee on the back foot. I mean, I saw him beat Kovalev, was uh, it Smith, and uh, and now you know, I mean, he's fighting Plant. I mean, I don't see how Caleb Plant can win right now. I mean, a pity pat points match. Not, not with a guy who's gonna, who's gonna, you know, every time you engage, is going to leave something on you. I, I don't see mm-hmm. him winning. I don't see him winning. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My, um, my bad, but I have to, um, I have to leave. Um, thank, thank you for, your, thank you for letting me on the show. Um, I would definitely like to do this again. Um, Ooh, I, I'd love to have time. you. All right. Bye.
Thank you very much. Here's one for you, Steve. There's a, or, yeah. There's a underswell right now uh, of a possible uh, Usman Canelo Alvarez fight. I guess the question is, will that ever come to fruition? And if it does, uh, what's your thoughts on it? Both guys will be crazy, crazy right at this moment to do something like that. Both guys would be out of their minds to do something like that. Just because you're talking about they're at the peak of their respective careers right now. I mean, I don't, I mean, really, it has to be ludicrous amounts of money to, 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 for, for that to even be fathomable. And, and I, just, mm-hmm. I don't see that. I just don't see it. Not not mm-hmm. you guys, not those two guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think have any thoughts on that one, Katie? He left. But, uh, yeah, he left. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, yeah. He's got an appointment. Yeah. Well, how about you, Bob? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Z. I mean, again, I'd like to see uh, some of that money go over to the MMA side, but but at the same time, like I don't understand why they would do that when they're both at the top of their career. You know, doing the crossover mm-hmm. matches is kind of a money making deal, and and you're already at top, uh, yeah, making that kind of money. So I don't I don't I don't see it happening. Okay, hey, uh, Z. Um... Tiafimo Lopez and uh, George Gambosa are set for um, November 27th. What's your thoughts? Yeah, this is a uh, very busy fight for Tiafimo, but I, I don't know how active uh, Gambosa is has been. But mm-hmm. if, if he has been, I mean, I, that could be dangerous. That could be dangerous. Tiafimo is a guy who is extremely threatening. He's extremely threatening. But he's going mm-hmm. to fight hard all fight long, and mm-hmm. that can wear a gas tank out. That can wear a gas tank mm-hmm. out. If if but as threatening as he is, you win rounds that way. <laughs> you win rounds that way when a guy's not as you know as he did with Lomachenko. Um, guys aren't when you're threatening like that, and you're always coming hard. A lot of guys don't want to. You know, yeah, you can think you're tough, but a lot of guys don't want to stand in the pocket once they feel that fire. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have, you know, you can't do that to everybody. You can't, and especially right. if you haven't been active and your 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 tools are a little dull. You have to be careful mm-hmm. about guys who, who who are crafty. You know, they they, they can figure their way around a uh, sharp object. So, mm-hmm. as I say, Terrell has to. I mean, he has to be careful. Okay. Hey, Bob, Bob, what do you think about the uh, card for uh, Bellator 272? 272 or 269? Right. Yeah, so tonight was 269. Let me ask you, that's my next question. Oh, okay, yeah. Go with 269. Tonight, Fedor ended up getting a round knockout. He was the headliner. Now, Fedor's been out. Fedor Emelianenko is one of my, uh, he's one of my favorites. He, he came into the MMA scene uh, and just dominated uh, a heavyweight division for a while. Fedor is a beast. Uh, um, he, he, like, uh, we were talking kind of off air with your uh, nephew that, uh, um, you know, when Conor McGregor was sitting on top, Khabib was already, they already knew about Khabib, and Khabib, they kept away from Conor for as long as possible because they knew he'd beat him. You know, same thing with Fader. Mm-hmm. Fader was back in the heavyweight division uh, back when they had, you know, uh, a champion already sitting there. And when they brought him in, they knew he was going to go to the top. And he did really good over the UFC. And, and now he's over in Bellator. And, and he came out and, and got a first-round knockout, which was a phenomenal uh, uh, right hand followed by another right hook mm-hmm. and left hook, whatever. And uh, um, phenomenal fight. That Also, that card uh, – Speaking of Khabib, uh, I think it was the co-co-main event. 
is you've got Usman Nor- uh, Normageddon. I can't say their last name. But anyway, and he got a first-round submission at 160 pounds, and that's uh, Khabib's cousin, I believe. So he's over mm-hmm. uh, uh, making huge waves over there. So a great job for Bellator today in their card. Um, phenomenal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you, two of the strongest heavyweights that I've seen, Daniel Cormier and Fedor Emelianenko. Um, and their stature doesn't look powerful, but those guys, their leverage and just their core strength is is like you don't topple those guys over like that. You just don't you don't you just don't you don't you don't bully those guys around like that. So I mean, yeah, you can like you know, in a fight you can catch a guy, but you know you're not going to just go in there and you know do what you want with those guys. You'll you'll find yourself flipped mm-hmm. somewhere on your back. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, Bob, it, you were just talking about Figueroa. Uh, he's he's training. He's also training for another fight coming up. Uh, his third match with uh, Marco Medal. Uh, he's training with uh, Jay Cobb. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, I just picked that up on the wire uh, maybe uh, this morning, I think it was. Uh, they talked about how he's uh, in, in training with him, and I guess uh, I thought he would have laid off if he had a fight tonight. But uh, Yeah, I would have thought so. But going back yeah. to back like that, I mean, end of his career, maybe he's just lining stuff up. You know, he, Fedor mm-hmm. did say, regardless, he's got one more fight, and then he's going to retire in 2022. So mm-hmm. uh, he's probably just getting that correct cash grab on the way out and doing mm-hmm. a heck of a job right now as far as getting it done. Sure. Hey, let me ask you, uh, another pie in the sky um, keeps popping up is, is uh, the possibility of Tyson Fury and uh, Francis uh, uh, how do you say it? Nagan? Nagan? Nano? Oh. Yeah. Francois Hey. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Francis. You know, get some of that boxing money. I don't think he got a chance against Tyson Fury, though. Uh-huh. And I was going to say the same thing because in those regards, I'm not a fan of that. But Nagano has been complaining about getting paid for a while. Ever ever since getting the title, he he's been screaming about getting paid. And if he's not getting hurt, yeah, he has to do it himself. <laughs> okay, that's going to get him. All right, uh, let's, uh, let's jump back to boxing. Uh... Uh, tonight we got uh, Jamal Herring and uh, Shakar Stevens. Uh, wh- what do you think about that one, Z? Uh, it should be a good fight. Uh, Shakur Stevens, I think, is the more talented boxer. Um, I think Jamal Herring is a very, very good fighter. Um I would slightly picture Chris Stevens, but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jamal Hang uh, eats something out. I don't see, I don't. If anybody gets, I don't see anybody getting knocked out. It could happen, but I don't see anybody getting knocked out. I think these guys are a little too good for that. Um, but uh, as I say, anything can happen. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. this is, it's, for me, it's more of a test for Shakur, but. I, I mean, right now I would slightly favor him. It's just because of physical mm-hmm. talent, and I don't know if Herring's going to be able to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know if you guys know it or not, but uh, Kevin Lee's been suspended for six months for uh, using Adderall. Um, did anybody know that was even happening? Nah. That doesn't surprise me, though. It does. Hey, Z, uh, I guess the WBC stepped in and said that uh, the winner of the Usyk Joshua fight will have to face uh, Alenius. Uh I guess first question is who wins the Usyk Joshua fight? And the second one, who wins the, the who, who battles uh, 
millennials and what's what's that going to end up with? Um, well, to answer the first question, uh, I'm going to have to go with Usyk again. This time, I think mm-hmm. he stops Joshua. <laughs> I think he stops, mm-hmm. and I think Joshua's going to uh, going to make him have to stop him. Uh, mm-hmm. His past fight, Joshua, he he tried to fight a tried to fight a uh, he tried to fight a test match, and mm-hmm. you're not going to beat Usyk in a test match. Mm-hmm. Um, this fight, this time, I think Joshua was going to try to take it to Usyk. He may be successful in spots, but I think that he's just going to give more, you know, give himself more, up a little bit more, and Usyk's going to take advantage. He's, I mean, he's going to take advantage. Usyk almost stopped him in this fight, and mm-hmm. once a guy kind of has a number, then right. he tends not to let it go. <laughs> he, tend, he tends not to let it go. Um, now, with the second. Uh, uh, second question. I don't know. I mean, right now, I guess Olympias he he's he, he's put his name out there. I don't mm-hmm. know as much. I mean, he's he's put his name out there with two wins against Kanaki. Um, as far as a title fight against, the, I don't know mm-hmm. if he's up there to earn. That passed some other fighters. I don't know his ranking, but you know, as far as you, know, you said, WBC. As far as rankings go, they'll put a, the guy has a good name. He could be ranked twentieth, and they'll put him third. So uh, that mm-hmm. doesn't even matter. Um, what matters is if I mean, if he gets a title fight, I'm, I, he has a he has a punch. He has a punch, and that uh, that gives him a chance. I wouldn't pick him against any of the top guys. I wouldn't pick him against any of the top guys. He he has two wins over Kanaki, and when when I saw when I saw uh, how the second fight kind of started, kind of began, and how it started unraveling, I just came to the conclusion, and apparently Kanaki came to the same conclusion that he just can't beat this guy. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. on paper he's supposed to be able to do this and do that, but some guys you just can't beat, no matter if you think you're a level above or not. Some guys just have mm-hmm. good numbers, and he he acted accordingly. He, he not really accordingly, but he acted exactly like he couldn't beat the guy, and he needed to get out. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean that's but that's Kalnacki. You're dealing with mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua, a seven uh, six foot seven guy who can mm-hmm. box. You're dealing mm-hmm. with I mean he's, he's going to be bigger than. Hellenius, who can box. Um, not saying Hellenius can't, but I mean, you're not going to find many six foot seven guys who can box even in boxing. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, and then now you're talking about, uh, you know, Usyk. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, that's a guy that I don't even see Hellenius touching. I don't see Hellenius touching mm-hmm. Usyk. Um, he has a punch, so if he does, I, I could see that. Um, but I just don't. I, I, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll, it, it can happen, but I, I maybe uh, uh, maybe Hellenius is going to have another fight. You know, I, you know mm-hmm. if these guys are going to fight. Hellenius needs another fight just to you know put on his resume to see what we're working with. To be honest, we only mm-hmm. really have a meter of one. His one, you know, the name, of, you know, the biggest name opponent to me, you know, that he fought, mm-hmm. he did well against. So let's see him again. Hey, Bob, let me ask you, is there any uh, hope that uh, Conor McGregor will straighten his, his stuff out? Or, uh, he, now he's in trouble again with the law. Uh, you know, I, I know he's got more money than, than some small countries, but he certainly... Uh, is hurting himself with uh, what's going on on his personal life. Yeah. Uh, he, again, it, <clears throat> when you get in that, uh, that money, you're, you're not really, some people just don't handle it well. Uh, I was guilty of that. Um, I never made his kind of money, but you know, just in that, the, the lower levels and stuff, you know, and he's out there just blowing his money. He's, you know, he's made some good business deals with the, the uh, vodka label or whatever it was that 
produced. There's a whiskey label he produced there for a while uh, right. and then sold that. That was a bunch of story we were talking about. He just went out and bought the, the biggest Lamborghini uh, jet boat type uh, whatever mm-hmm. thing to cruise back and forth around the world. Um, but, yeah, he just can't seem to stay out of the limelight as far as getting in trouble. Uh, I think, you mm-hmm. know, thinks his, his stuff doesn't stink. So he's out there. And, again, once they start making that kind of money and Dana White bails them out a couple times here and there, and, and then all of a sudden uh, they just get these attitudes, you know. I mean, I'm not sure if we, we need to call it the UFC curse, but look at uh, look at him, look at John Jones, look at these guys that have made, right. the, made a little bit of money and they start acting all freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that's, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, I'm going to say it kind of, he's, he's, he's entitled. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. He, he, he's, he's entitled. And that, that, that it, it, I mean, Connor always was a brass guy, always was a brass guy, always going to talk, you know, his talk. He always was like that. But that mm-hmm. boy fight changed him. That boy fight, that changed him dramatically. And it seemed like his personality after that became really, pardon me, a-holish. To where before he had that fighter's bravado. And then after he made that Floyd money, he took a vacation apparently from, from, you know, from fighting. Uh I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's punching guys in bars because they won't drink his drink. I mean, he, he went out of control. He went out of control. He started he's, he's smashing bus windows, looking for Khabib and his people. I mean, that, there are certain things to where you can see the transformation. You can see mm-hmm. the transformation. So, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's not surprising with, with Connor. It, it, it's, it, mm-hmm. it's not, I don't want to say surprising, but it's not, it, to me, it's not all genuine. Mm-hmm. It's not all genuine. It, it's, 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 it's sort of fake to me. Right. Um, John Jones, I think John Jones has a problem. He he just simple and plain has a problem. Yeah. Um, with 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 whatever. However, the guy like he's out of control. Like Connor's one thing. Connor, as I say, Connor's fake to me. John Jones is not. Like he's a liability to society a lot of times. And I, it's crazy because I remember reading an article, um, before, you know, that said John Jones stopped a guy who took this lady's purse uh, in the park or something. And, you know, they did an interview with him. I'm like, okay, you know, all that's, you know, well and good. I, you know, this, now, then all of this stuff starts dropping about John Jones. And then you just, it's mm-hmm. so much more. And it makes me go back and wonder, he probably stays that. <laughs> he, probably, he, he, he probably staged that just to get his, you know, just to put some correctness on his name. I mean, like, I mean, he's, like the guy is like they, they, you know, they they have like the police camera, I guess, when when he stopped and mm-hmm. he's cussing the cop out. You know, the cops like, well, you're doing this kind of, you know, you're driving like this, and John's like, yeah, well, you're doing mm-hmm. hell, and you're, doing. and I'm like, this idiot, like you just like you. You're like something you need to be contained. You need to be contained. Uh-huh. You need to, and and it's just you know money or not. When you can't function in society, I mean, uh, w- without hurting other people, well then you don't really need mm-hmm. to be functioning in society. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. money. You know, take those millions and put yourself on an island. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come, just come out to fight. You know, simple as that. Mm-hmm. Don't be around people if you're going to be be an idiot and, and, and cause harm. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. So, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, well, let me ask you. Yeah, uh, oh, go ahead. Here's another. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, I was going to throw out. We were talking about Bellator 269. I do want to throw out a, 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 a congratulations on Bellator 268. Uh, my buddy's son, he won, so he's now 5-0 and undefeated. Lance Gibson Jr. Um, ended up getting the, uh, uh, the, the the KO or TKO in round two, minute 44 into round two, and he was on the undercard 
uh, of the uh, <clears throat> Nemkov versus Angelicus. So, um, congratulations to uh, both Lance Gibson and his son, Lance Gibson Jr. Great. Great. Z, uh, um, another pie in the sky brought, on, brought to us by the lovely and vivacious uh, Eddie Hearn is a Dylan White versus Tyson Fury sometime in the first part of next year. What's your thoughts? I think Dylan White deserves it. I absolutely mm-hmm. think Dylan White deserves it. Dylan White, uh, he, he's been he, he's one of the hardest work, working guys in boxing to me. Like he'll fight anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he he's you know he's tries tries to stay active. Well, he hasn't been as active since the, uh, this COVID, but you know before then he's been trying to stay active and he's been you know one of the top fighters. Mm-hmm. He's beaten he's beaten good fighters. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's a long time coming. He, he deserves it. Let's see if it happens. Just because Eddie Hearn has he's really been putting Dylan White on the back burner. He's been promoting everybody else. And Dylan White, probably to me, has been doing the more, most consistent work as mm-hmm. far as his fighters in the heavyweight division. Um, okay. Now, I would like to see that fight because that, that, that would be a rough fight for Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, there, there's another question out there, um, and this is this is already set. Uh, Devin Haney versus uh, Jojo Diaz uh, for December third. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, All right, that's good. That, uh, Jojo Diaz was fight. He was supposed to fight Ryan Garcia, but Ryan Garcia uh, broke his hand. Mm-hmm. Or he did. Right. He hurt his hand, and so um, yeah, so now I guess there he's lined up with, and that's good. That's good for Jojo Diaz. Um, Jojo Diaz, uh, he lost a decision to Gary Russell Jr. Um, and he fought. He fought good. He just he just couldn't catch Gary. He just couldn't catch Gary. Um, with that said, he's fighting Devin Haney and. Devin Haney is not hand speed like Garrett. He's not hand speed. He's not going to throw combinations like Garrett. Devin Haney, uh, he, he has a pretty good jab, and he has a pretty good movement. Um, Jojo Diaz is not going to have a steady target in Devin Haney, and that will give him trouble. But Devin Haney doesn't need Jojo Diaz catching up to him. <laughs> Jojo Diaz throws in very good combinations, head and body, he does very good work. Uh, he's not bad defensively, but I mean, he, he, he's he's coming at you, so he's capable of getting hit. Um, I just I don't, you know, as far as that goes, Devin Haney, I think he can survive to eke out a decision, win enough points, you know, just just have enough, you know, to where JoJo just can't catch up to him enough. Uh, mm-hmm. that, I, I, that's the way I see it. That's the way I see it, but. <laughs> As I say, Devin Haney doesn't need JoJo catching up to him because I saw some things in Jorge Linares' fight that, that lets me know. Physically, he doesn't need JoJo Diaz uh, laying gloves on him. Not, not too often. Um, but he's capable, I think he's capable uh, against this opponent just, just of not letting that happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. Bob uh, is a... Uh... Cornelius and uh, uh, Pam Bichenko tonight. Uh, do you have any idea what uh, any any ideas on that that fight? No. Who who did you say again? It's uh, Cornelius and Pam Bichenko. No, I don't have anything on that. I apologize. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, that takes us right to the end of our man, that's the fastest hour of the week I, I think I've ever gone through. Well, thank right, you. Do thank both of you. Do you want to throw a plug out for next week? Next week will be a, a phenomenal pay-per-view event, USC 267. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier about 269 coming up in December, but uh, right. with the, uh, but next week, 267, again, it's going to be an early card doing Abu Dhabi. Uh, uh, light heavyweight uh, 
tie, our main event with Jan Blackowitz and Glover Texera. Both amazing fighters. Uh, that, that'll be a great event. Um, uh, co-main event, Peter Yan versus Corey Sanhagen. Sanhagen's coming back. Sanhagen's got a chance, but Peter Yan uh, lost the championship to, uh, I'm forgetting his name right now, helping out Z. Um, but anyway, he's sitting on top. So, Yan uh, disqualified for an illegal knee. Um, so, Dan Hagen, uh, his way on the way back to a championship. We'll see how that fight goes. Um, also, you know, co-co-main event, you got Islam Makachev versus Dan Hooker. That will be just amazing. But Makachev, you know, he's just destroying uh, the, the lightweight division. So, um, we'll see uh, how he does. He really shot himself, uh, you know, went from not even on the, the top, 15 to all of a sudden number seven from number, you know, I just boom, boom, boom. He's right up there real fast. And then even mm-hmm. further down on the list, we've got uh, Kazmat Shabev again. Uh, uh, he is doing phenomenal. He's nine and oh, this guy's, you know, that, that'll just be yeah. a great card. He's going against Lean Jingalang. Jingalang, Jingalang. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> shit, what was that from Harlem Knights? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> life, yeah, life, and uh, so funny. Love Eddie Murphy, but anyway, yeah. So uh, uh, phenomenal show next weekend. It'll be early morning, so I'll get to get off work uh, six in the morning and, and have the UFC on by seven a.m. It'll be phenomenal. <laughs> hey, I also want to let everybody know that uh, we have a uh, another member of our staff that's uh, been off for a while. Uh, and for good reasons, uh, they had adopted a new child, and uh, he was uh, getting into the uh, father role and, and doing a great job of it. Uh, Armstrong is uh, talked to me today. He's coming back in a couple of weeks, so uh, we'll have a have a great uh, great lineup between Bob and Armstead and Z, Caden, and of course uh, we have our traveling uh, uh, show. Uh, Ty is. Uh, Always working, but uh, he's always we're always in his thoughts. I know, and uh, he's always in our thoughts. And boy, is he uh, he and Z uh, just uh, make everything for the the program. So uh, I want to thank both you guys for being in, hanging in there tonight. Uh, and I'm going to get Caden before he uh, when he gets back. Somehow, well, what I thought he did. Um, so uh, Z, you want to lead us out? Uh, another wonderful show. Uh, definitely want to thank you, Bob, and you, Butch, all of my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely in memory of Bob, Coach Mel, and Dr. Chris. Anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Bob? Yeah, again, guys, thank you very much. Z, always a pleasure. For, uh, and uh, Frank, it was great having uh, your nephew on and talking um uh, Fight Work family, have a great week. God bless, and uh, tune in next week. We'll we'll uh, we'll, okay. we'll cover uh, the UFC card. All right. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for everybody. We really appreciate. Again, this program was dedicated to our our loyal listeners. Uh, we really appreciate your time that you take with us every week, and uh, the numbers keep going up. Thank God. Uh, we're now at two sixty seven, seven forty five on a weekly basis. So it's a, and it's a tribute to, to you guys and, and everything you do to make the show good. Ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation. The men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women of peace and fire services, and the men and, <coughs> me, the men and women uh, fighting on the first line of defense against COVID uh, and the people that keep in the supermarkets open. Uh, please, when you're out there and you see some of these people, let them know that you know they're there. Let them know that uh, you appreciate what they do. Um, things can get a whole lot worse, but they aren't. These people are keeping the, uh, the lid on everything. Um, these programs are also dedicated to those who've lost their lives in line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Polkett, Sergeant Thomas Bateman, Patrolman Jeffrey Yasmus, Sergeant Tom, uh, Sergeant uh, Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Office. Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henry, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Carpenter's Strange Police Department, 
Deputy Chief Mike Dylan filled up the fire department. Lieutenant Joyce Clegg, Craig Lewis filled up the fire department. Sergeant James O'Connor filled up the police department. Sergeant Charles Gadget, LeVake, the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman and Alpha Christian Lakeland PD. Lieutenant Jay Zerber, Newcastle County Police. Deputy Josh Meyer, Nassau County Sheriff's Office. Captain Matt Returnal, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artith Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, at Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogle, Wilmington Police Department. And Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. My brothers and sisters, though, you may be 10 instead of this first time. Sometime I'll be 10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise out to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the palm of his hand. Tonight, God bless and thanks for listening.
نه فرق بشه